Hi, everyone. This is Kristen McDonald, and welcome back to Second Vision. My guest today is Jonathan Goldman, the author of The Gift of the Body, a multidimensional guide to energy, anatomy, grounded spirituality, and living through the heart. Jonathan's guided meditations take listeners into an experiential meditative space, guiding them to perceive and experience their own heart, energetic anatomy, and guidance from their intuition. Jonathan also conducts live, interactive online classes and talks designed to offer spiritual education and guidance for people seeking to live a more heart-centered and conscious life. Classes teach applicable healing tools as well as energetic techniques for accessing your life's purpose, the auric field, the voice of intuition, and the chakras, and providing a grounded spiritual viewpoint and connection to light during this time on Earth. It's just so wonderful to have you with us, Jonathan. How are you today? I'm doing really well and grateful to be with you. Oh, thank you. It is our pleasure. And where are you calling in from? I live in Ashland, Oregon. Oh, beautiful. Yeah. Great. I'm I'm looking out at the hills and the the snow uh, that fell yesterday. It must be absolutely beautiful. I've never been to that part of the country. I've been to Vancouver and, um, you know, Washington, state of Washington, but not to not to Oregon, but I, I hear it's just beautiful. So, so you call yourself an energy healer, and, it, and you have different, um, you've developed something called the Human Energy Vehicle. So can you elaborate a bit on that and what led you to write this book? Yeah, I started practicing acupuncture in 1976 in Boston, right when there was nobody practicing acupuncture outside of the Asian community. Yeah, you were one of the pioneers, right? Oh, yeah, I was. I was one of the first people. There was no place in in the United States to study. I had to go to England. Incredible. Uh, And which which was a theme, you know. It was like I had to learn this thing because I had to. I was drawn by my intuition, and so I had to find out where to do it. And that actually, that that's been a theme throughout all of my trainings and my uh, and the healing work that I've done. Something grabs me. It's like I have to do that, and then I got to figure out how to do it. And so, uh, eventually, after practicing acupuncture for twelve years uh, in a little seven by eight room in the top of my house in downtown Boston, uh, I went to Brazil. And I went to Brazil to a mountain community in the hills near Rio de Janeiro to a, a spiritual community where they practice a particular kind of healing work. But I didn't know anything about it. And at that time, for instance, nobody knew the word ayahuasca. Nobody knew the word daimi. It was another time where I knew I had to go because I was told by my teacher that I'd do uh, 10 years of meditation and 10 years of of therapy in one month. Oh, my goodness. I have to to go do that. (laughs) Uh, And so I went, and with no... I think we all need that. Really, I thought, well, hey, it's a good deal. Yeah. (laughs) One month, exactly. And and I got turned inside out. What I've said is if my body was an envelope, it got pulled inside, or like a... uh, I got pulled inside out. Everything that was hidden was revealed, including, much to my surprise, that I had a spiritual healing channel, an energy healing ability that got revealed because I got pulled apart and reassembled. 
And, uh, and from then, I began seeing differently. Now, now, excuse before. me, can you just pause there for a moment, if, um, sure. not to interrupt you, but what, what no, was so different about that experience? What, what did they do in the training that, that I'm sure is, um, spills over into your practice now? What was so different about it, and, and how do you identify these chakras? You know, I'd like to make it kind of simple for some of the listeners that don't for sure. really understand this well, area. So, well, the, the, I started seeing the chakras because literally I started seeing them which I had never done before. Literally, I would look at a person and I would see these swirling centers in their body. Wow. And so what happened in Brazil was that ability that I didn't know I had started to open, that ability to actually see with other eyes, which I, I understand, I'm sure you know more about that than I do. Oh, yes, yes, uh, inner vision. You know, right? Mm-hmm. And so... What, what I was, I'd been practicing acupuncture and then all of a sudden I would start doing different things in an acupuncture treatment than I have, had ever done before and not knowing what they were. And I realized later that I was actually approaching this chakra system. Chakras, it, 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 we call it, call them chakras because that's what the, the Indian, the Hindu people call them. They're yeah. just energy centers. We have a whole system that is underlying our physical mechanisms mm-hmm. that is the difference between being alive and just being an empty body. There's an mm-hmm. energy vibrational system. And so what I've been able to do, and other people have done it too, is map that system because by treating that system, by helping that harmonize, every of all the other levels also then harmonize. Yes, that right. makes sense. So in other I mean? words, so you, you, go, you apply the acupuncture, the needles into a certain chakra, and then now, it, now I no. don't. Now I mm-hmm. now I use my hands. Now mm-hmm. I use my hands. I uh, use mostly what I would call uh, healing through consciousness. I open up the the healing centers mm-hmm. and open up the chakras and clear away lots of extraneous. Energies, right? We all carry with us things that didn't originate with us. One of the part of the miracle that happened for me in Brazil was I realized that most of the pain that I had in my body, which was a lot, most of the confusion that I had, which was a lot, most of the trauma I was carrying, which was a lot, had not originated actually with me. It was like I was a sponge walking through the world absorbing dirty water. You were carrying it, yeah. Carrying it, and I started, mm-hmm. started to be squeezed out, and all of a sudden I realized, wow, I feel 20 pounds lighter. Oh, my God. That pain that I carried for 30 years, it's gone. So Amazing. that's a lot what I do is help people to clear away what they have been carrying that they don't need anymore. And now, can you do that on a webinar, or you have to do it in your sure. practice, or, or is this no, a no. self-teaching method in your book? I mean, is, it, is that the point of the book, that, that you can do it yourself? Yeah, well, the, it, it's a process. I mean, you have to learn. Of course, it's not, of course. It's not an instantaneous thing, but no, I, I have a practice. I do a distance healing, mm-hmm. like you and I would be sitting here, and then we just do... Uh, an energy treatment from distance because yes, yes, I've had a few of those. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we're connect we're connected on the on the inner plane energetically. And, yes, 
can, can learn how to do it yourself. The, mm-hmm. the center of that, the most important thing in that, is to learn what I call the three groundings, which means to be grounded on earth in your body, to be your consciousness centered in your heart center, in your literally in the center of your chest, in your heart chakra, and to be learning the art of connecting with light and calling that light to you. That's what I teach. Very nice. Now, now, where do some of these chakras exist? Like the, um, uh, the, the there's one for compassion and uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. If, if you could name some Good of them question. for us and describe, and, and uh, what's the difference okay. between compassion and empathy? Okay. Super good question. You know, there's a thing going on around now about uh, compassion fatigue, right? Mm-hmm. People are talking mm-hmm. about compassion fatigue. Here's my point of view. There's no such thing as compassion fatigue. There's empathy fatigue, and we get them confused because compassion actually is a universal force that circulates through the universe. You can't, be, you can't exhaust that. Like you say you're exhausting the sun. Right? So compassion has a particular place that it lives in our bodies. So the heart chakra, which is centered in the middle of my chest, your chest, extends outward like a cone, straight out in front, also straight out in back. That's another conversation. That chakra has contained in it qualities that I used to imagine and wish that I could find, but I had no idea where to find them. So where's compassion? Where does faith live? Where does forgiveness live? How do I access those if I'm not a guru, if I'm not uh, an enlightened person? How do I find those things in me and not just expect the Dalai Lama to hold all the compassion in the world for me? Sure. I can show you in one minute in for where compassion lives. So, so in other words... Uh Compassion and empathy, compassion already lives in our body. Is that what you're saying? It's like a car right. that it already comes equipped with compassion? Exactly that. It's, it's, it's pre-installed. That's great. <laughs> it's pre-installed. And compassion is, what I said, it's a universal force. It's something that everybody has, every creature has it, and, and it circulates through the whole universe. So it's not exhaustible. What, what happens is empathy is the ability to connect with another person, to actually enter their energetic field and feel what they feel. So it's super valuable, right? It makes people great therapists, and it makes parents be good parents, and it makes friends be friends. Right. But what happens is when we extend that and we stay in that space, we end up uh, joining the person in their energetic state, and eventually we get exhausted. So empathy is something that we learn here on Earth. It's something that we learn here on Earth. It's not something that's universal. Some of us are better at it than others, put it that way. uh, For sure, right, what we've seen, right? (laughs) (laughs) Some of us are better at it than others, and some people have no idea what they're doing about it. Exactly, Uh, exactly. Compassion is a different space. So empathy, I know what you're feeling, and empathy, I can say to you, come on, we'll do it together. Compassion, what I'm saying in my energy is, I'm here, you're here. I totally trust that you're going to take, you're going to do what you need to do. I support you, but I'm not doing it for you. 
interesting. Completely different. Yeah. Right? So, yes. So com- compassion lives pre-installed, as you said, mm-hmm. right in front of the heart chakra. There is a, a donut, like a life preserver, that circles the body about six inches in front of your heart chakra. It's a donut that circles your body, and it is the space of compassion. And I'm not making that up. Uh, it's something that I was shown because I felt it in me spontaneously. I had I was in my my uh, office one day, and I was walking across the waiting room, and all of a sudden I felt this a tremendously pleasurable, incredible feeling right in the center of my chest. And I thought, what is that? And I realized, oh, my God, I'm feeling compassion for everybody, everything. Wow. And so I made an internal prayer. I was like, wow, I want to know how to do that, not just have to wait for grace to do it for me. That's beautiful. I I, I feel that sometimes in my meditations. You know, I do these Joe Dispenza meditations, and we connect uh on Saturdays now. It's about 1,500 people from all over the world. And you can feel that heart center when you're really, really quiet and really tuned in. It's a, it's a very powerful exactly right. feeling. So I think I have a, a bit of a feeling of what you're talking about. I'm sure you do. So if you just extend your awareness right in front, like you're walking on a little dock mm-hmm. in front of your heart chakra and you just walk out gently and you sit on the end of the dock and you dangle your feet in the lake, there you're in compassion. That's beautiful. Beautiful. Uh, but it, but many of us aren't aware of those feelings sometimes. We just, we race all day and we don't think about, we're not in touch, you know. It sounds like you've been very in tune with your inner voice since you were very small, you know. No, I wouldn't say that. I would say I had to learn. Oh, okay. I'd not, no, I, I was one of these people that I was pretty much of a dunderhead for a long time. Really? And I... Uh, well, that's helpful for the rest of us. <laughs> yeah, well, no, it, it, it's one of the things I say. I'm not, I'm not, I'm coming from the place of doing this, learning how to do it, not from a place of being, uh, you know, dropped into the body of an avatar. No, not at all. I'm saying it's completely possible. And in this time on Earth, I think it's necessary because there's so much confusion, right? There's so many thoughts and emotions and and craziness is going on. Oh, my goodness. So then, right? So the question that I've asked Beyond. myself is, how do I, what am I going to do? Where, where does truth come from? If truth mm-hmm. is no longer coming from the outside because there's so much confusion, where do I yes. find truth? <laughs> right? Where do I find truth? I find truth inside me. Inside. But, the, but I have to cultivate the structure in me so mm-hmm. that I'm grounded, which puts me in reality. Mm-hmm. So that I'm centered in my heart, which puts me in my intuition. And I'm connected to light, which puts me into uh, beyond my own self and beyond my own trouble. So I cultivate that structure inside me, which is completely possible. Now, and why do you call your system the human energy vehicle? And, and why is it different than, or better, you say, than psychotherapy? No, how, how does your energy vehicle, system differ than other, you know, others? You're, you're calling it the no, human energy vehicle. I'm, that's just the name that I've given for the whole shebang, for the, mm-hmm. all of our energies and all of our layers. 
mm-hmm. what I call what I call the the healing system is transformational energy healing, which is a a, a method that I teach how to affect the human energy vehicle. Other people call it the aura or the the etheric uh, double, or it just means all the different layers of us. And I call it a vehicle because it's something that we walk around in for our whole life. It's like mm-hmm. right, it's like you're given a given a shiny new car that's customized, and that's what you walk around, drive around in for the rest of your life. And then when you're done, you leave the vehicle, the vehicle goes back to the earth, and then we go on to someplace else. So the vehicle is the, the whole system. The energy healing, transformational energy healing, is the way that I, what I call the energetic intervention into that vehicle to create harmony, which is what health is. Right. It's how to drive the car. How to drive the car more consciously and not let the car drive you. Yes. But let the, but also understand that, that the, the car, is the vehicle, is a huge gift. I call, I call it the greatest gift in the universe. Oh, it is. Absolutely. Everything's energy. Right. It's all energy. We Everything. get from point to point A. Point, and especially during the pandemic, you notice you get up and one day you're more creative than the next and more energetic than the next. And sometimes the days blend into the next because it's just we're not living our normal life right now, most of us at least, no. you know, around the whole entire globe. We've been put on pause. And we've been, we've been, if we pay attention, we've actually been unified. Yes, oh, without a doubt. Right? Yes, yes. Through adversity, there's always a gift. Always a gift. If we pay attention. Yes, yes, if we pay attention. So what kind of practices does this entail for someone who who would be reading your book or just a lay person listening to this show today? Um, you know, do they have to know where all the, you know, the chakras, how they're defined and where all these these feelings live? And and where do they go from there? What kind of instruction? Are there meditations in your book? Tell us a bit about the book. So uh, the book was, the book took me seven years to write and because I felt like, okay, here I've learned a lot in this process and I'm going to write it down and, you know, yes. I've learned how to write and all that. Sure, and writing so and rewriting. What it, Writing many times, many times. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! So, uh, what I did was uh, I just I laid it out like, okay, here's the system. Here's my go- what I said at the beginning is put on my goggles, look through my eyes for a little while, because this is how I see it, and then it goes through. All the energy layers goes through all the energy, the the, the chakras, but also then talks about the meaning of it. Like, I'm not a fan of uh, so many details. What I want people to do is to feel it because it's real. You know, it's not, we're not making anything up. So what I did was lay out step-by-step, step, very, very systematically, the, the layers of the energy bodies, the chakras themselves, and then the qualities that are contained, these pre-inbuilt pre, uh, Right, innate things that are built into us and say where they are. And I teach a two-year course that people study this. And But the actual accessing of it is very simple. It's very simple. You do it through breath and meditation. And you tune in. There's, there, there's actually four parts to it. One is you learn to feel and see your first chakra, your connection to the earth, but feel it. The mm-hmm. second 
is to feel the center of your body, what's called the core, the vibrating core that everything's built around. The third part is feel your heart, breathe in that, and there are different ways to do that. There's a bunch of different techniques. People relate to one or another. And then how to open, literally, your your chimney. You have a, a, a tube in the back behind your head that connects you directly to universal light and how to call that into that structure. And it's a meditation process. takes five minutes a day, ten minutes a day. I do it every day. Not a huge investment to transform your life. Not a huge investment at all, and anybody can do it. Now, are these guided meditations, are they on audio, or do you describe how to do a how-to book? No, on on our website, essentiallight.org, there's a series of uh, meditations and teachings that go from single uh, episodes so I just completed in September, October, a 10-week, 10-episode uh, teaching that basically lays it all out in these 10 uh, classes. And so audio people classes. can go and... Yeah, So they can class. go and access no, no, audio free? No, the, the, the earlier ones, the simple ones are, are free. Sure. And then it goes, and then, so this 10-week class is something that we're offering... It's not. It's not just audio. It's. It's. Uh, it was on Zoom, so it's. It's uh, also a video. It's interactive, uh, like a webinar. Yeah, mm-hmm. a webinar and wonderful. And uh, and I've gotten super good feedback. And it's what I want to do now, right? We're in a moment on Earth where we need uh, orientation. We need to do. We need to have a place in us from which to navigate what's going on and not be overwhelmed by the by the craziness and this craziness yes oh there's so much craziness it's just endless and and so it it, it's it's really getting tools you know survival tools is what i call them you know going within i've been doing a lot of that since the pandemic finding that that's my most peaceful time during meditation prayer uh you know pilates yoga all the quiet times even just just sitting, just being, you know, just being present. Me too. Me yeah, too. and turning down the racket, you know, on the news. I've had other shows about this too because there's so much conflict and so much anxiety. There's been so much going on since the beginning of the pandemic. And, uh, you know, we're not out of it yet, you know, with the virus. And uh, so it's it's a time really to, to go within, you know. And, and see, I think there's a... We have a panic, a generalized panic, because we really want to know what's going on. Yeah. You know, and we and we want somebody to be in charge. And and what we real what I'm realizing is, well, there's no body, nobody is in charge. What's in charge is that there's a universal flow. There's an order in the universe. That order is also in me. But actually, the biggest picture is a mystery. It's not a conspiracy. It's a mystery. And so I enter into contact with the mystery, and I'm comfortable because I've learned these techniques. I'm comfortable sitting in the not knowing. I don't know. And I'm, I'm, I'm good with it. I don't. You mean in terms mean. of the outcome of where we're going to be? You're yeah. comfortable not knowing? Yeah. Yes, yes, because none of us know. I'm and every day it changes. There's something different. Yeah. And I think people you know? are desperate. 
to, to, to know. And so we assign, oh, no, this is what it is. No, that's what it is. This person's in charge. That, and it turns into to madness. So well, we and that. all news is editorialized now. Now it's opinion news. We've entered that, you know, to, like, like we said earlier, it's a conversation for another time. You know, it's opinion news now. So you sometimes don't know mm-hmm. what you're getting, you know. But it's, sure. it's all in the way you handle everything. So if somebody gets your book um, as a way to just sort of, you know, investigate and, and try out the finding, you know, the meditations and whatnot, is it a, is it a workbook? Uh, it, it's, I wouldn't say it's a workbook. I would say that it's a textbook, and it has then exercises in every chapter. It's not a workbook in the sense of, you know, write this out and do this out. It's like, okay, right. stop here and mm-hmm. breathe and do that. The workbook, so to speak, is really on the website. Right, right. So the book is, is sort of your experience on how you came to this and, and the knowledge, giving people the knowledge yeah. on Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Sounds great. Exactly. Yeah. Like here's here's the people have said, oh, the, okay, this is their their energy Bible. Mm-hmm. Like that. Yeah, it sounds like beautiful. That. So I've, I'm a big believer in energy. I went to study with the Human Performance Institute about ten years ago, and uh, uh-huh. you know they 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 practice energy, spiritual, mental, physical, emotional, and it, it was really a wonderful, probably the best course I ever took in my life. I went twice. And it was really tremendous. I've always been a big, huge believer in energy and that we find our highest purpose, you know, through our spiritual beliefs, you know, that we're purpose-driven. I agree. But but we have to know how to drive the car, like you say. So your whole area is very interesting. And just let's touch a little bit on acupuncture before we, you know, we have limited time. But tell us a little bit more about the practice of acupuncture and why you believe in it so much. Well, look. Here's the truth. I don't practice acupuncture as much as I used to because mm-hmm. acupuncture is just is another is a very very effective, incredible way to intervene in creating harmony in the energetic system. And when it's done well, in other words, when I did acupuncture, when I was taught, I, it's not wasn't just to to relieve a particular pain. It was to harmonize the whole energy body using one layer of the, the vehicle, as I call it, which is called the etheric body. So the acupuncture mm-hmm. needles go into, you know, they, oh, they go into your physical body, but they're not treating your physical body. They're treating your energy bodies by tuning into the system that underlies the physical body. So it's an incredible, very useful uh, system. And uh, I like it very much. I don't do it as much as I used to because I think, for me, what I do even underlies that. And so I'll use acupuncture to finish up uh, the harmonizing. But the, har- the, under- the under- underlying harmonizing, I use my hands. Sometimes I use crystals. Sometimes I use awareness. I have the person tune in to something and they, the thing dissolves, you know, when they're ready. Amazing. A, a, uh, I had a teacher once who told me, uh, she said, uh, when a person is ready to heal, the next practitioner they see is guaranteed to be a genius. Oh, yeah, because the teacher will come when the person's ready, right? Don't they always say exactly. that? To, yeah, exactly. yeah. And so can you tell us some of your big success stories with, some, with your energy healing? I'll tell you a recent one. 
uh, I think it's apropos of this time on Earth. Uh, a person came to me recently, and her first thing she said told me she was suicidal, and she had lifelong depression, and just was completely subsumed by it. Had no, you know, and the symptoms of depression, right? So couldn't get out of bed, and no appetite, and really she was suicidal. Yeah. So here's what I know. Here's what I know, and, and right, and not not uncommon in these times, right? Lots of people, many, 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 many. Oh, many! My them. God, even high school and right? college, those rates are going right. up. Yeah. And so, so here's what I know: that the center of what causes depression is a repression of life force. In other words, your, your life force just gets shut down, and so you're just this sort of lump of lifeless person. And then it has different permutations. So where that's centered is in the second chakra, is in the, the belly chakra, because that's the center of life force. So I, I've in, done... In your belly, things. in your gut, did you say that's where they're In your centered? gut, in your gut, mm-hmm. like where people call the hara, right? Yeah. So between yeah. Your, your, your belly button and your and the bottom. And mm-hmm. so, and particularly what happens is the back of that chakra right when your sacrum gets repressed, gets held back for various reasons that we can go into another day. So I began, and this person also is somebody that was carrying lots of extraneous energy. She's a very sensitive person, as I am, I think, as you are too. Mm-hmm. And she was carrying lots of energy, like she was carrying a backpack of rocks. So first step is the first session we opened that backpack energetically and just cleared it out. The result of the first session, she came back, she said, I'm not suicidal anymore. Oh, my One goodness. Session. The second now, session? Uh-huh. The second session, she, the result was she came back and she said, okay, I had one day where I feel like myself again. I was like, okay, we're on the road. The third session, I could finally feel with my hand about a foot and a half behind her sacrum, the place where her energy, the pocket, where her energy from her second chakra, from her life force, was being held. And she has a story, right? Everybody's got a story. She had a yeah. childhood, blah, blah, blah. But yeah. it was held energetically. So, so to speak, unzipped it, opened it up, brought it into her body, and after the third session, she said, I'm basically okay. I've, I'm, I'm okay now. Oh my goodness! Now, did you you did this physically in person? In person, this was an in, in person. person. Yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, I can. I mean, I could give you other. Uh, uh, a, a woman called me recently. This is another. This is distance. This is at distance, and uh, feeling overwhelmed and feeling like in in this time and feeling like and actually one of her main complaints was she had, her neighbor's dog hated her. And she saw, she said, there must be something wrong with me. Why does the dog hate me? So after the first session, the dog <laughs> loves her. Oh, that's really cute. I love that story. That's so great. That's just really cute. That's just another. Hey, dogs another are people, she, I'm telling you. They dog, have personality. Dog, they know what they're doing. They know what, what's going on. So, and, and you know, various other Various other. I do most of the work I do now is is by phone, like we're doing. But I do also in person. I have a 
a clinic on my land where I live. I live in the forest. Um, I think that's the best example because many, many people, and that's that's very inspiring stories. Can you learn to to, can tune into them? And then look, she has to do the 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 press. The person was depressed. She has to learn to do particular things. The main thing she has to learn to do is to speak her truth. She has to not be holding back because she's very shy and she's like, oh, I don't know, people are going to hate me. And I was like, no, if you want to keep your energy flowing, you have to speak what is true for you and let your throat chakra be exercised and be grateful. Because gratitude, gratitude is everything, can change your life. Lives, lives in the throat chakra. Gratitude has its Gratitude is in the throat chakra. So tell us quickly, can you go over the five chakras quickly where the where the emotions live, just for people, it'd be kind of fun for them to yeah, hear. Okay. So the, the first chakra, which, which connects you to the earth, is where reality is, and safety, the feeling of safety. If I know where I am, if I'm on earth, if I'm grounded, I, I know I'm here. And so I actually feel safe because if, if something's coming at me, I can feel it. Second chakra, as I said, is where life force, creativity, passion, sexuality, all of that expression, uh, impulse, right, spontaneity. Third chakra is we, where we live our life. You, excuse me. Can you say where they live, though? Where the, in the body the, they live? The, okay. So the first chakra comes right out of uh, between your legs, goes right down into the ground. The mm-hmm. second chakra comes just below your belly button in the front and in the middle of your sacrum in the back. The third chakra, your solar plexus, is in your solar plexus below your, your, uh, your breastbone and in the middle of your back in the back. That chakra is for living your life on earth. It's what we do. It's our doing place. Right? The, the one in manifest. your back. Mm-hmm. The, one in the, the one in the back and the front where mm-hmm. we, we, do, we, live, we live our life from. Right? Yes. We live in this, in this country. We are a third chakra country. We are doers and makers and decision mm-hmm. makers. Right? The, the heart chakra, which is right above that, is the play it, right in the center of your chest, right in the center of right between your breasts, right in the in the center. There's a right the sternum bone, place that hurts, the sternum bone, also between your shoulder blades in the back. That is the place of unity, the, the place of love, the place of compassion, the place of mm-hmm. forgiveness, the place of mm-hmm. faith. All of that lives in that. Your throat chakra, which is at the base of your throat, where the the notch is at the at the, the top, and also at the base of your neck in the back is the place of receiving and, uh, and, and truth. The place of receiving is the place of, uh, of where that creativity comes out. It's the place where we interact with the world. The brow chakra, which is right between your eyebrows, called the third eye, has many, many things, but there are basically three things it does. One is it controls what we see physically, but also then it's where we see in the inner planes, right? We see what's, we can know what's, what's going on in front of us, like the depth of it, like the conversation we're having, right? We're yes, our third eye. Inside. And then also sees visions, sees visions, mm-hmm. sees beyond, sees symbols. And then the crown chakra is the place where eventually, where, where we connect with light and eventually after we finish our time on Earth, that's our exit point, where we go back home from. Mm. 
Beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. Well, why don't we give the listeners, uh, firstly, is any of it on audio? I, you, you do have these wonderfully audio-described audio meditations you said on your website. Is your book yes. on Kindle for some of the listeners yes. who might be visually impaired? Yes. Great. Yes. And why don't you tell them your website again and the name of the book before we have to close, unfortunately, because we could go on forever. I so know interesting. We could. Yes. Total, total pleasure. Beautiful. Total honor. Yes. Okay, Beautiful so. Connection. Essential light, essential light, one word, lowercase, two L's in the middle, essentiallight.org. And the book is called Gift of the Body. It's available on Amazon both as in paper form and also uh, digital. Beautiful. And you should think about putting it on Audible. It would be really terrific. Yeah. 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 I will do that. I have to, I guess I could read it or maybe I could get, uh, Richard Burton to read it. Oh, it's a different Richard Burton. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I just do it. <laughs> oh, it's been a total pleasure, Jonathan. Uh, for everyone listening today, thank you so much. We, as I said to my guest, Jonathan Goldman, we could go on forever, but I hope you'll check out Jonathan's book and start meditating as I have been doing because it's making a trend. I'm really uh, experiencing some some amazing gifts from meditating every day. So have a blessed day, everyone. Thank you for tuning in again to Second Vision. I'm Kristen McDonald, your host.